Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson, and we were joined recently by Cole Holcomb, the Steelers inside linebacker. Here's what Cole had to say in his sit-down interview with us. Being uh, joined here by Cole Holcomb, uh, Cole, Matt Williamson, and Dale Lolly. I'm Dale, he's Matt. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about the situation at linebacker in the NFL, and, and Keith Butler, who was the defensive coordinator here, used to say that linebackers, especially inside linebackers, you reach that peak of about at about the age of 26 where you're at, where everything kind of meshes. You now have the experience, but you still have the athleticism that you're kind of in that, that soft period or that, that, that pure period where everything matches up. Do you, do you feel that it's that way for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely seen, you know, had a lot of experience, seen a lot of ball, um, you know, noticing concept, repeat concepts, you know, things that are becoming second nature and just allowing you to play faster and not really thinking about like, you know, specific things that, you know, you develop these habits and they, uh, and it's really like, like I said, you get, you see so many plays, they can, offense can only run so many plays, mm -hmm. right? You know, so you just see the same concepts over and over and over again. They just try and doctor it up, do it a different Trying way. Trying to manipulate you yeah. a little bit. So, but in the end, they're still trying to do the same concepts. So if you can figure out and, and, get past the window dressing of it, you get down to the basics, you, you know you know what concept you're getting. So a, a, a term we've been using to describe you, and it's great to meet you, by the way, congratulations on being a Steeler, is ascending. You know, it seems like every year gets better than the last. And unfortunately, last year was cut a little short for you with injuries, so maybe yeah. you didn't get to show the world as much that you really were hitting your peak. But to expand on what Dale was saying, there are so many examples of first, second round, especially first round linebackers that are just great athletes, get thrown right in the mix because they're first rounders. And these great play callers and offensive designers just manipulate them like crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. is that part of it to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, you really have to like, to play linebacker in this league, you got to love watching ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning ball. Tendencies like, and, right. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I mean, shoot, my rookie year, I was biting on every play action. I bet. I had to say play action. <laughs> Anytime the, the dude yeah. push start the ball, I was running forward. There's I was like crossing route right behind you. Yeah, or, yeah and yeah. I was getting overs all day. And, you know, now now it's like they run a run a play action. Looks, sounds, feels different. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a rookie might come in and he might do the same thing I did my rookie year. Is that really hard to hold your water on play action? I mean, especially as a young guy. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's like, since like, you've been trained forever, as soon as that ball comes out, yeah. you attack downhill. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, you know, but then you start realizing you start, you start. It's, it's it, like it's like a sixth sense. Like you're like, uh, it looks like it's a little fishy. Or, yeah, yeah, something doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, and to your point, you watch the film and you've seen the tendencies at these. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I can read things differently. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know, when you're 21, 22, 23 years old, maybe you don't understand that like you do now. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's uh, you know sometimes it could be more so like a guy's thinking about what his job is versus like what's what's the offense trying to give you, mm -hmm. um, and you know the more you you understand defensive concepts like you can you can plug and play, you know I feel like um, 
like every every defense, like just like defense, same with offense. You know, you only have so many plays, so many coverages, yeah. so many different types of. You know, every team might have their little tweaks and and things they like to do a little bit differently within that coverage. But in the in the end, it's all you know, single high, two high. You know, cover three, cover two, quarters. People have been playing this game a long time. Yeah. There's not that many yeah. thing changes over <laughs> yeah. 100 years, yeah, to be honest with you. So, right, right, right. Um, I would think a big adjustment, too, though, is in the man coverage world, there aren't many McCaffreys and Kamaras and Kittles and, you know, the tight end mm-hmm. and running back route runners in this league are so much better than in college. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's why, you know, I feel like this the position has changed. You know, you got to be able to cover. You mm-hmm. got to be able to play, you know, because there's always going to be an incident where you're matched up on a wide out. Yeah. Or you're on a slot. You're or, on a slot. Yeah. You're, on a, you're on a receiving tight end. You're a, on a receiving running back. Like, And they're all shaped different to move yeah, different. Exactly. And so have I, different, yeah. I feel like the, you know, the way linebackers play has changed a little bit. A in lot. That aspect yeah. of, of, you know, you got to be able to run and hit. And you got to be able to cover and you got to be able to play run. So um, you get through this uh, OTA sessions. Uh, you've been doing this now for a few weeks with your with your new teammates. Uh, you settling in here pretty well? Yeah. No. Love the guys. Love the competition that they bring out here. I mean, I, I love the coaching staff. Like it's 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 going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun fun year for the, for the kid. <laughs> so another huge portion of your position, which has always been the case, is communication and getting yeah. the calls in and out. Do you expect to get a lot of those responsibilities? You know, in ter- yeah, you, you, yeah, you getting no, along no, no, on the I'm, field with your with your guys well, and absolutely getting out all the play calls Communi- where they need to be. Yeah, communications communications key. Um, you know, like I just want to make sure everybody's on that same page and we all get everything figured out and um, you know whatever my role needs to be, I'll, I'll do it to the best of my abilities. And you know, I'd love to. I like running it, so mm-hmm. um, I would love to do that. Were you a green dot guy in Washington? Yes, sir. I thought so, yeah. Yep. Great. Now, for fans who don't understand, what, what goes into – I mean, you obviously have to not only communicate to your teammates what the play call is, but you have to understand it a little bit more so than everybody. Do you, do you, you look at the whole, all, yeah, the whole defense? It's, yeah. uh, it's a big picture kind of thing, big picture versus small picture. Um, you know, I think I think when you're calling it, you really do have to have an, a full understanding of the – the defensive call in its entirety just because so many things can change within that, that one call there can mm-hmm. be there can be a, a laundry list of checks that you might have to make or adjustments that we're gonna hey if they do this we're gonna change this if they do this we're gonna we're gonna adjust this way so I feel like when you're when you're that play caller you have to be able to anticipate that it's gonna happen it's not like a react like oh snap it happened yeah, and yeah. now we're adjusting. It's not like it's playing cornerback where I'm just I got this guy and that's what yeah, I'm gonna do. I feel like it's like it's like chess, you're thinking two moves ahead. So you're mm-hmm. always anticipating what could possibly happen, you know, what adjustment you're gonna have to make if they do this, if they do that. So fans ask me a lot, they're like, Why will an ins- a middle linebacker, inside linebacker tap a D tackle on the button, move him over six inches? Like how could that possibly matter? It matters a ton, doesn't it? You know, like if yeah, the guy's I mean, in the right alignment in front absolutely. of you. Yeah. Al- alignments mean mean a lot and um you know, I mean, that's it goes it goes both ways as within you know not only D line alignment but our alignments as sure. linebackers. You know, it changes. It can change blocking schemes like you know where Your they're, angles where they're targeting, yeah, um, who they're targeting. So yeah, the little things mean a ton. A hundred percent. Yeah. How are you health wise? You uh, you back uh, close to one hundred percent? Feeling good, man. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit, but you know we're we're, we're still taking it a little slow, but. Just being smart with it. I mean, yeah. the idea is to yeah. play 17 games, not exactly. Be re- be 17 ready in September. practices in May. <laughs> yes, sir. Be ready, in, be ready for September. And I think, uh, you know, our coaches, you know, training staff, they all have the right mindset. And, um, you know, I, I, 
I'm behind them 100. percent so. Now, are you a guy that? Uh, sorry, Matt. No, are you a guy that can sit and watch from the sideline and still get your mental reps in? Some guys have to be on field yeah. and stuff. No, I mean that's that's been the story of my life. So. I've, uh, yeah, I've learned how to get good at that. Yeah, you weren't really handed anything. You know, no. They're just going to throw you around the field whether you deserve <laughs> it or not. So that's a good way of looking at it. Um, I was going to ask you, are you, are you planning on participating in all, all nine and assuming the injury is okay? And yeah, yeah, no, and, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they allow me to do, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to participate. I'm going to go 100% with whatever they allow me to do. And whenever they tell me i got to chill out a little bit, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> hard to do. but yeah, It is, it is, yeah. man. I'm, a, I'm competitive, competitive. Need to get to the starting line, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you go from college uh, in North Carolina. You go to Washington. Still kind of in that same southern area here. What's it been like for you uh, here in Pittsburgh? Oh, man, I love it up here. Um, I mean, I got, I got a lot of family, actually, from upstate New York. Oh, do you? And, uh, you know, so I've been up that way a couple times. And, man, it's been beautiful the past couple of weeks. We'll see when he. We'll not always, when but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wait till like November ish. Yeah, yeah. But you're no. settled in with your house and know where everything's yeah, at. Get, and getting yeah. everything figured out. I mean, I got the guys have been awesome. They've they've showed me showed me around the town. Showed cool. Me, you know, show me the ropes. Good spots um, to eat and all the you know, oh, like yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Traffic's not quite as bad here as it is in Washington. No, we have some times a day that it's a little different. Yeah, but no, it's, but it's it's nothing like that. <laughs> that Washington traffic was dead from traffic. <laughs> So for people that didn't know, <clears throat> you were a walk-on in North Carolina, correct? Yeah, yeah. Just calling schools, asking if I can. Yeah. Who who, who would let me come to their school? Um, I was gonna go walk on at Duke at first, and then that fell through, and then went to North Carolina. Must have been I, a good student in high school. Yeah, yeah. High school is high <laughs> school. Walk on Duke without being but, a good uh, student. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once I got to once I got there, I was like, okay, I can, like, I can compete with these guys. So, you know, the the mindset I had going into it definitely changed and, and I was like I'm I want a scholarship and I'm gonna earn one I'm gonna do whatever it takes and so it just dawned on me I mean with Isaac being an eagle and a guard and you being in the division you guys took each other on quite a bit you know what, what are the Steelers getting in him and there looks like a starting oh, guard dude I mean, shoot, I, we got three guys that were with, formerly with Philly. <laughs> yeah, Herbie, I guess you yeah, played against too. I right, right. all of them. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Give us a scouting report, man. No, they, they are – I'm t- like, that was – I thought Philadelphia's O-line was one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Yeah, I thought it was the you know, All around. Yeah, right. And, you know, Isaac was one of them. He was, he mm-hmm. was a dog, and, and I thought, like, that entire line had my respect. Yeah. Um, Hard to play against? Yeah. No, they all were – they all were – they had their strengths. <laughs> they all had – they were all good. They were all, you know, Jason freaking sure, the leader of the group. And, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I always said he was like a gnat. He just was fast. He <laughs> just never go away. But, no, they were all – they, like I said, they all have my respect. I, mm-hmm. I played to all of them, and, um, you know, I think we got some, some great players. Yeah, I think Steelers made some nice guys. additions from your division, Absolutely. your former division. Absolutely. Well, we'll let you go here. I'm sure you have a busy day here. Yeah. Our guest has been Cole Holcomb, the Steelers' new inside linebacker, and, uh, well, we uh, – Appreciate you coming on, Cole. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks for having me. Welcome no, absolutely. Welcome to Pittsburgh, and uh, hope uh, everybody enjoyed uh, hearing from Cole. Absolutely. Sir. Good stuff. And that was Steelers inside linebacker Cole Holcomb. He sat down with Matt Williamson and myself uh, at the Steelers OTA sessions recently. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. 
This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. That music threw me a little bit there. Yeah, it's a little different tune. A different song than we're used to coming in with. But, uh, Matt, uh, interesting stuff there from uh, Cole Holcomb. I wanted to play that back uh, yeah, for people good. who didn't get a chance to hear from him last week. Uh, and, um, well, I'm looking here at a piece on CBSSports.com. It was written by Cody Benjamin. Now, we've, done, we've talked about some Cody stuff over the years, and I haven't always – Necessarily agree with his his sure. opinion on some stuff, but this was interesting. Today is a hundred days out from the week one kickoff. Really? Okay. Until that, that Thursday night game. A hundred days. Hundred days. Wow. That means camp is soon. You know, I mean, all things considered. Starts, yeah, we start ramping up here even more and right. more. You got a whole preseason in there, you know, to throw in the like whole camp. You know, a little bit of a break. Still have two weeks of OTAs. That's crazy. It doesn't seem like much. I so would have never guessed that. Yeah, he's got a list of, of 100 things to know. Oh, okay. 100 wow. days out from the start <laughs> of the season. That's a project, too. Okay. Yeah, that's, I'll be, this took him some time to write here. So yeah. I thought we'd go through and touch on some of the more interesting things here. Um, he said the Chiefs are looking to become the first team to repeat as Super Bowl champs since the Patriots in 2004-2005. Doesn't seem like wow. it was that long ago. It's been ago. that long. Wow. That's amazing. It's almost 20 years. Just shows how hard it is. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, some of these teams like the Chiefs, like like the Patriots during that stretch, were in Super Bowls back-to-back yeah. or certainly big-time But to win it twice contenders. in a row is tough. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They got a shot. Um, yeah, Mahomes is coming off his second NFL MVP award, fifth straight AFC championship appearance. That's crazy. He's also thrown at least 37 touchdowns in four of his five years as a starter. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I used to compare him to Marino's start. Yeah. But it's better. I mean, yeah, it really is. It really is. four or five yeah. years. It's not two or three, and it's multiple playoffs or multiple Super Bowls during that stretch, win or lose. I mean, that many is Patriot-like, the, the championship run. You know, with yeah, the, five, say five, five in, a in a row. That's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Lions are a preseason darling after winning eight of their final ten games in 2022. Their season-opening matchup with the Chiefs is just one of four primetime games on their 2023 slate, including not including their uh, Thanksgiving matchup with the Packers. You know, we talked about the off-seasons mm-hmm. in the previous segment, or previously on the show here, uh, the Bill Barmwell thing, and the Steelers came in 10th, 10th best off-season. That includes yeah. draft everything. Right, right, top to bottom. Steelers won seven of their final nine games last year. Yeah. And they're not viewed in the same light as the Lions. And it's funny, too, because both these teams were the eight seed in the NFC and the NFC. They picked right next to each other in the draft. Um, I'll be honest, and it's not just because who the audience is. I often look at teams and players like their stock. Yeah. And I might pick the Lions to win that really bad division. I might. I probably won't pick the Steelers to win the North. Right. But... For what their stock price is, just how the general media is viewing these teams, I'd be selling Lions stock and buying Steelers stock. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I get you know what, what you're mean? saying. And I think the Lions stock is noticeably higher than the Steelers stock right now, which doesn't make a lot. And of sense. And I don't know that it should be. Like I, they I, should be equal. They should be e- uh, honestly. If they played a hundred times starting tomorrow, I think I'd pick Pittsburgh to win the series. Yeah, I mean the Lions are in a much easier conference and right. a much easier division. But Steelers that's not what I'm talking about. Schedule, though. Yeah, good point. Good point. And I'm not, that's not even what I'm talking about. Like, like if who's I a had better to pick team? which team's going to win more games hmm. in 2023, I would Im- immediately say the Lions, just because of the division they're in. But I don't think the rest of their schedule is not as it's favorable not, as the Steelers. Like the Steelers' schedule is nice. 
Really they're not. playing the, 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 this entire season this year is basically last year's second half schedule. Right. That's a great way of putting it. You know, of course you have the Burroughs and the Lamars and those guys. You played them have, last you year. You played too, them anyway. Right. Yeah. But right, it is really favorable. And of course, subject to change. But I don't think the quarterbacks all of a sudden are going to come out of nowhere and right. be phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Lawrence is the best quarterback in the league by then. Okay, that's only one game. Yeah. You know? And I, I continue to say there, there's good Jared Goff and there's bad Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Good Jared Goff is at home. More often than not. 100%. More often than not. Bad yeah. Jared Goff is on the road. His road splits, home road splits are stark. Rough. Yeah, they're tough. And just talking Steelers-Lions, and I can't stress this enough, I mean – Who's been the more successful organization? Well, that's <laughs> you know what I mean. His, something his to be next said for bullet that. here is Detroit hasn't made the playoffs in seven years or won a playoff game since 1991. Uh, right, that's the year I graduated high school, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an old man. I'm about to, I'm going to turn 50 next week, dude. You know, so yeah, I mean that's they're the least successful organization over the last 30 years. Yeah, I mean, and you don't walk past six trophies when you walk into their building either. There's something said for that. Yeah, I mean, that stuff doesn't it matters. Yeah, they're it's how do you deal with success and expectations? Yeah. How do you deal with that? And that's one of the things you have to – that's a learned behavior. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And maybe they're building that. I hope they are for that fan base in that city and plus they're in the other conference. But, man, I have a hard time getting behind some of those teams, even like Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's a learned you got to learn how to do it. Right. Yeah, the Browns learn haven't learned it. yet. They have not. You know. Uh, the Texans are on their fourth coach in as many yeah, years. Many years yeah. Four coaches in four years. What are you doing? Talk about anti-stealer way of doing oh business. God. Right. I didn't think this the last couple coaches, but I do think this one at least is going to get a couple years to fail or succeed. I would hope so. I would hope. I mean. What are you doing? Lovey Smith is a good football coach. Yeah, right, right, right. And you gave him one year. In one year. And you don't give him any players. Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, here. You, here's a, here's a – Pack of card. Uh, here's a pack of playing cards. Yeah, there are no face cards in here. Right. Go win this poker Go win game. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does, does Tomlin or Belichick win seven games with those rosters? Probably not. It's rough. You know what I mean? They're just bad players. And then you. And then like one of the reasons I think he got fired was because they won down. The, they won a game they won down the, last the stretch. Game, yeah. Like, that's the idea that. Or did he already know he's getting fired? Yeah. yeah. I. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stroud. Of course, they they drafted Stroud. Mm-hmm. Is arguably the most polished pocket passer Houston's had since the initial emergence of Deshaun Watson. That's not saying a whole lot. No, I mean you're comparing yourself to Davis Mills yeah. and these type of dudes. They're former Pro Bowl starter, but he's set to work with a makeshift offensive line and receiving core as a rookie. Like, see, I think the line's not so terrible now. I mean, Shaq Mason, Tunsil. I mean, it's. I think they're nearing respectability on offense where they were a laughingstock before. Yeah. I mean, it's still not good. Not good. It's I, not good. I, yeah. I mean, it's not a great environment for Stroud to succeed, and no. I don't think he will this year. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Which leads us to Watson. Watson, meanwhile, is facing pressure to deliver in Cleveland after the Browns made a startling investment in the quarterback last offseason, acquired in a blockbuster trade, then signed to a record $230 million fully guaranteed contract despite sitting out the 2022 season facing dozens of civil lawsuits alleging off-the-field misconduct. The quarterback was off-target after returning from an 11-game suspension. Now, I was off listening... Off-target's kind. Yeah. I was listening to a, a radio show recently, and they had a... a Somebody who covers the Browns, and in, in, I believe he was a television guy mm-hmm. in Cleveland. First of all, they tipped it off because he said we. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If anyone ever catches me with that, please. Uh, it's doesn't not, happen. Not my bag. Yeah. No, it doesn't happen on this show. Um, we don't suit up for the Steelers. We <laughs> no, have any right. I don't influence them winning or losing. Not one way or the bit. other. Right. Uh, but th- this guy made. The, he, he tried to make the point that Watson isn't worried about going to prison. So he, this year is going to be so much better. He wasn't going to prison. That was never, no, that on, was the never table. on the table. Right. 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 He was facing civil lawsuits, which is a much different thing. You're not facing prison time. You're, it's got, how much is this going to cost me? Uh, I basically mean, what it was. It's it's a change of an. It's it's a hard situation for Deshaun Watson. Sure. I mean, to, to dismiss what he did or didn't do, you know, to all these allegations. That was a hard, hard situation to succeed in. I mean, you hadn't played football on a field for 700 days. You're on a new team. You have massive distractions. But it was a miserable failure. It was awful last year. <laughs> it was a awful. miserable failure. Anybody looked at what Deshaun Watson did last year and thought, oh, this is pretty good. Right. Or it's okay. It or I can work with completely this. Completely fooling themselves. Right. I mean, is there... Is there a more pivotal player in the league right now? I mean, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so many teams are tied that to the quarterback. That you gave up so much to go get. Yeah. I mean, and, Lamar's in that conversation yeah. now. I mean, you, but at you, least you, he was part of that team. Right. 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 And it's but the the Browns, as much as any organization in the league, will sink or swim with that decision. Oh, because without a doubt. because, because the everything they so invested. huge. Yeah. Right. Right. The the draft picks. The the money. Right. Everything. And not to mention, you probably lost some fans, and you know it's yeah. not a good oh, look. Yeah. You know, right? Uh, Cleveland may face one of the steepest competitions for a division title this year. Mm-hmm. Besides the reigning AFC runner-up in the Bengals, the AFC North features the Steelers, who haven't had a losing season in twenty years. There's something said for that. Yeah, uh, and the Ravens, who made the playoffs in twenty twenty-two, despite Margaret Jackson missing the final five games of the season due to injury. And the Bengals aren't too shabby either. Uh, well, they said yeah. they're oh, they facing okay, yeah. the reigning AFC runner-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this this division is gonna. Be, I mean, it's rough. It really is. So, yesterday's podcast that I do, we did who could be worse the first, and I said the Browns and Jets of the of the of the, of the fourth place teams are probably the but two they have best the toughest, teams. But they have the brutalest, yeah, you know, climb. The toughest way to get there. I mean, say what you want about the Patriots, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be hard to play against at yeah. least, and that's probably the easiest team in either division. <laughs> you yeah, know right. what I mean? So, I, I mean, we were really stretching it a little bit for content too. But like, can any of these worst place teams win the Super Bowl this year? I said maybe the Browns and Jets. I don't see it. I mean, that's a tough story to sell to your it. editor. But I think the Bears. Did the Bears finish last night? They were. I couldn't go there. My partner Peacock was all over the Bears. I think the Bears have a much better chance to win the on, division. Based on the division that they play in. That was his argument, too. Like, I think the Vikings are bad. Right. The, yeah, the, right. The, the, we don't know what the Packers are going to be. Right. The, Lions, the Lions We don't trust the Lions. But, boy, look at the Bears' D-line and defense. I get it. I mean, it's bad. But, but if Justin – I could I could paint a picture where Justin Fields comes out and lights the world on fire. Pro bowl type They got year. D.J. Moore. Mm-hmm. The offense could be much better this year, and they win nine games. And his argument, which I agreed with, which is kind of where you're going to, is what if they have 38 minutes of time of possession? Which they could. They could make yeah. that defense a little easier job. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore is betting big on Jackson, extending, extending the former MVP this offseason with a $260 million deal mm-hmm. that makes him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. While Jackson is an electric athlete with 2,000-yard rushing seasons and great arm talent, he hasn't played a full season yeah, since his 2018 rookie year, and it's just 1-3 and three in the playoffs. Yeah, and I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but Lamar, Kyler, Tua – and Baker 
they're all small. Yeah. And they all don't hold up throughout the course of the year, which I use this argument for not drafting Young first overall because he's smaller than all of them. But to me, that's my concern about Lamar more so than can he thrive in a heavier pass volume. Yeah. I, I, that doesn't worry me. He can much. throw the football. He's a really good player. Yeah. And then I also think, you know, bad decisions are made with – should we fire this coach or should we move on from this quarterback? And the answer really is yes, but you're like, well, what else is out there? We can't live with what's out That's a bad way to do business. But in this case, you had to bring him back. You know what I had mean? To. You had to. You, know, but you didn't have another option. You didn't have another option. It's worked. You've won a lot of games. You know, I mean, I mean their success rate with him is so much better than without. They signed that deal right before the draft. Mm-hmm. Now, had they known the draft was going to go the way that it did, I mean, still, do you want it to go down the Levis route? Yeah, you're going to go down the, the Levis route. Right. Unless yeah. you wanted to trade up and, you know, you're going to trade next year's first-round yeah. draft pick to go get a, a different, you know, one of these other quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar's still young. I mean, I, I still don't 100% understand why the Falcons and Commanders and maybe even others just didn't go after Lamar Yeah. or Indy, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the Ravens have an at least – improved supporting cast for Jackson, signing Odell yeah. Beckham, spending first-round pick on Zay Flowers out wide. The real X factor of them, besides a physical defense headlined by Roquan Smith. Well, I don't know that it is a physical yeah, defense I have anymore. questions about the defense. I right. disagree with that statement. I, I think their too. defense, if we're looking at it from top to bottom, Baltimore's defense might be the worst defense in the AFC North. I think it is. The, the Browns have an argument, but the Browns' D-line is so much better than the Ravens' The D-line. Browns have a pass rush. Ravens have, yeah, the Ravens exactly. don't have a pass rush. They don't have a pass rush, and I think their D-tackles are really, really weak. They basically get Baltimore – or uh, they've got Cleveland's defense from last year. Without Miles Garrett. Well, yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> right, Miles right, Garrett. Right, right. I mean, they're counting on – They're Ajabo counting on you know, and, one of these, yeah, right, one right. these guys that they've drafted that they took a chance on who right. was hurt turning into that. I know, I know. They did very little at D-tackle yeah. in that Hope version. is not a plan. No, no, no. <laughs> and the biggest root for the issues for the Ravens is they have not drafted well in five years, yeah. just despite making a lot of picks. Basically since DaCosta took over. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really since the Lamar draft, it's been not so great. Yeah. First-round picks everywhere. Um, the Steelers still lean heavily on their defense, of course, which is part mm-hmm. of the course under, under Mike Tomlin. Dominant edge rusher T.J. Watt justifies that approach. But Kenny Pickett has an underrated skill group this year with Allen Robinson joining Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuth. Amongst others. Amongst others. Yeah. Yeah, we just I, saw, I mean, we just saw you know, uh, Jalen Warren running past. through here. Like, he's going to have a I big I don't think evolution. people realize how good he is. You know, yeah. I mean, you talk about last year's draft class was great, but the best value just walked past for what they got as an undrafted free agent. I mean, he yeah. is a really good receiver. He has some explosive traits. And, we. I mean, this is a sort of a redundant conversation. But the skill guys now of what they can throw out in four receiver sets, three tight end sets, you know, extra offensive linemen, those five you can play around with is better than I can remember. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Bengals head coach Zach Taylor has overseen an improved record in three straight seasons since his 2-14 debut in 2019. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati has played seven playoff games, advancing to one Super Bowl. The team is a top-five favorite to win the next Lombardi Trophy this year per Caesars Sportsbook. But do we trust Zach Taylor? I do not. I don't either. Uh, I, he's a guy I'm really hard on, not just because he's in the division, 
So I was listening to a fantasy podcast on the way down here that was just about the Bengals. They're going team by team. It's Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life site. and It's a very good podcast. They really dig into every offense. And basically what they said, only metric-wise, they're not really impressed with the Bengals. You know, the execution is great. The quarterback the is great. The great quarterback covers up a lot of words. Yeah, and, this, and gen, I mean, there's great players, but, like, they're at the bottom of the league in motion, in play action. They don't vary their who's on the field very much. And it's working. So, it, you know, shut up, Matt. They count on their Jimmy's right, right, and Joe's to be exactly. just be better. But he's not out coaching people. It's very, you know what I mean? In, in it's some execution ways, it's, based. Yeah, it's, it's a very execution based, and, they, and they've been fortunate. Yeah. Can they stay fortunate when they have to start paying these guys? That's the real question yeah. to me. You can't go get the Orlando Brown next off season, or you know Higgins might not be around, and those type of things. I yeah. think Burrow's phenomenal, so I think he's going to be a great deodorant, and already is. Yeah, um, it's unclear if Anthony Richardson will open his rookie season as ND starter, putting an official under the Colts' recent annual tradition of trotting out veteran <laughs> stopgaps. Yeah, that's been the most bizarre thing in the league the last. Half decade, Rivers, the revolving Wentz, door Ryan, at right. quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, who for such a long period of time, yeah, it was Peyton Manning, and then you you had one year of transition between Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. You had twenty plus years of yeah, you know. I mean, I'm sure people around here don't think about it much, but I don't even think the national media addresses the Andrew Luck retirement enough now. Yeah. I, I mean. He, he's like 32 years old. He right. should be in the prime of his career right He could now. be the rivaling <laughs> Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league yeah. for the last five years. I mean, he was that type of player. And almost like a Ryan Shazier injury, like there was no warning. You know, like it, you can be critical of GMs that don't prepare for, hey, Aaron Rodgers is leaving or Ben's getting old, blah, 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 blah. You know, you see that coming. Yeah. Luck, I think it was like, when training camp opened. It was, yeah, it was during training camp. It wasn't even, like, after the season. I mean, it was late in that year. I'm not coming back. Like, wow. I mean, yeah. that's a bomb. Now, they they had to have had some conversations internally at the very probably. least. And they probably looked at it and said, well, he's, he's 28 years old. He's coming back. Who retires at that age? Yeah. I mean, Jim Brown. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, Sanders, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, that just doesn't happen. And he said the heck with it. Yeah. It's a Franchise-shattering move. That's a good point by you. It is very much like the Steelers with Ryan Chase. Yeah, so you can't see that coming. You know, I mean, you just you can't plan for that. Right, and it's the first overall pick who's already one of the best quarterbacks in the league. With all respect to Ryan, he's a linebacker. You know, I mean, yeah. he's not the best player in the league or, you know, almost impossible to uh, replace. But then to your point, well, we'll hire Rivers for a year. We'll trade for Wentz for a year. You know, with Ryan for a year. And – Wentz, maybe they thought when they made the deal, would be more than a year. But those others were the definition of stopgaps. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a Band-Aid. Buffalo is coming off back-to-back years of divisional round playoff losses, which sounds kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, its defense is also relying on some aging standouts in pass rusher Von Miller, who suffered a season-ending injury in 2022, Tredavious White, and Jordan Poyer. You could have Micah Hyde into that as well. Yeah, and Edmonds is gone. I mean, not that he's a superstar, this but they is it outlandish to think that the the Bills don't win the AFC East? I, I had two questions for you. Well, one, one was a statement. I I think their window's closing a lot faster than people think. Yeah, that they really missed an opportunity. That their prime they years to succeed were the last two or three, and they've been good, but they didn't get they there. They didn't get there. I mean, so I would. I, do you agree? If I gave you 
the rest of the East or the Bills to win the division, I'll take the field. I think I'd take the field too. Right. I mean, they'll probably be my pick. I mean, I, I still think there's a 50% chance that the Bills are the, are the champion. Yeah. But I'll take I'll take door number two. I'll take door number two because it's and I'm not even like the Patriots aren't even in that conference. Right, right, right. Patriots it's really just Jets bad. and Dolphins. Right, right, right. It's really just Jets and Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, if the Patriots had a different head coach right now, people mm. would be talking about, well, oh, the Patriots gonna have a top ten draft pick. Yeah, and they still might. And they still might. They yeah. still might. Yeah. Um, another challenge of the Bills is the increasingly tough division. What we just talked about. Besides the Jets now led by Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins are looking to build off Mike McDaniel's head coaching debut, and the Patriots score a perpetually tough defense under Bill Belichick. Those two, I mean, the AFC North and the AFC East, yeah. to me, might be the two best divisions in football. I think they are. Yeah. I think they clearly are. I'm not sure who number three is, to be honest. Maybe the NFC East. They would have an argument, yeah. I mean, the but top you, you have to strong. trust the Giants. I don't trust the Giants or the I Commanders. I don't trust right. either one of them. I think they yeah. would be the worst two teams of the 12. Potentially. Maybe yeah. the Patriots. You know. Yeah, potentially. Uh, Miami went 9-8 and eight in McDaniel's first season. People look at that season like it was better than that, but they were 9-8 and eight team. Mm-hmm. Uh, on paper, they might be one of the most talented teams in the league with elite speed in an offense that includes Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Devin Chain. The veteran D now featuring ex-Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey also has a new leader, improving coordinator Vic Fangio. But, as he mentions in his next bullet, the ultimate X factor with the Dolphins is the health of Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about previously, Mike White, to me, is not the answer as a backup. I would have liked I, I, can't, I don't understand. I mean, yeah. I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater fan at all, but at least he is a proven commodity. Yeah. I will say I think the league is telling us that Teddy might be shot. Or Teddy's looking at this and going, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait gonna, an I'm not going to play for $3 million. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of lot in the bag. Yeah. I'll wait till an injury. I would have liked to seen one tier above Mike White. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Andy Dalton would have made sense. Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. A little more trustworthy because of the state of Tua's health. Yeah. You know, and their numbers with and without Tua are night and day. It's a very – Niner quarterback friendly operation, so maybe Mike White would be in there and be efficient in a Purdy type way. But I would have liked to seen somebody a notch above. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, if Mike White had done what Mike White has done in his career in Atlanta, mm-hmm. as opposed to New York, yeah, nobody's talking about Mike White. I mean, really, only have one really good game, and it was against a dreadful defense. Yeah. and he had a month where he was fine. That's not I enough. I don't even know he was fine. He didn't throw any touchdown passes. Yeah, right, they didn't right, get the right. team in the end zone. Right. They didn't score any points. They moved up and down the field between the twenties. Yeah. They didn't score points. I mean, I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but the Jets didn't even consider bringing him back no. as a stopgap or a backup. And he would have been cheap. And he'd have been cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Las Vegas has big names, premium running back spots or premium spots. Running back Josh Jacobs, wide receiver Devontae Adams, Max Crosby and Dan- Chandler Jones, and Tyree Wilson. But Jimmy Garoppolo has played a full season just once yes. in nine years. Right. Nine years. I think that's a bottom five quarterback situation. Yeah. I mean, in terms of today, What they have, balance, what they have for the future. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. And taking it a step further, he's very, you know, durability is a huge problem with him, as stated here. But he's only played a handful of games not in a Shanahan system, too. Yeah. You know, like, he's going to ask to be asked to do a lot more. 
I have major doubts how that goes. Like, they might have the first pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they could have that type of season. All indications are that Sean Payton will attempt to re- uh, return Russell Wilson to more of a run-heavy play-action attack. Mm-hmm. The Broncos spent top dollar on new offensive linemen Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers and are also adding ex-Cardinals defensive lineman Zach Allen in free agency. Wilson can't be much worse than he was in 2022, but even if he doesn't thrive under Payton, Denver might be competitive thanks to its steady defense that boasts the return of the game's top defense. Two of the t- uh, game's top defensive backs, Patrick Sertain and Justin Simmons. Simmons. But they, what he doesn't mention there is Javante Williams. I want nothing to do with Javante Williams. I think he's he had the same Dobbins injury, which yeah. just lingers and lingers. And this is a time of year you hear some good things. Oh, he's on track. And then camp goes by and two, two weeks in and he hasn't done anything. And then uh, he's questionable for week one. However, I tend to agree with that entire statement. Um, I think Russell Wilson's better than what he showed us last year. And after the coaching change, he got a little better. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the coach held him back because even his last year in Seattle wasn't wonderful. But I, one of my favorite people to listen to right now is Nate Tice, who works with The Athletic. And he is Mike Tice's son, grew up in the game. And he was Russell Wilson's backup at Wisconsin. He's a backup quarterback. And he said, Wilson, there's a misnomer that Wilson's this athlete runaround guy. Wilson has always patterned his game off Drew Brees, coincidentally. They're short, you know, they're pocket passers with good, not insane athleticism. I think that Peyton, Wilson, and the pride of those two is going to work out better than surely last year, of course. You yeah. know, like, so... I think they'll be a tough team to beat. I think they they might hover around 500. No team might be a safer bet to finish last in their respective division. Hmm. Arizona. Than the Cardinals. Okay. You was, nailed it. <laughs> a year hoping. after going 4-13, and Arizona is turning to a new coach in Jonathan Gannon, and it could be without quarterback uh, Kyler Murray for an extended stretch. So you get a rookie. I mean, no Kyler, no Hopkins. <laughs> a rookie coach <laughs> right. in Jonathan Gannon who's a defensive guy. Right. Working with the current backup plan is Colt McCoy, who's 37 and coming off of his own injuries. I mean, I, they probably will have the worst opening day starter, great quarterback in the league. Gannon, not only is he a rookie head coach, but he comes from a team, a defense that's just loaded with defensive linemen, you know, littered with them, hockey lines of them. Now he takes over, like, the worst defensive line in the league. So, I mean, his path... To, to getting the most out of his defense is really rocky here. I I was looking over my shoulder to make sure Aaron Donald still wasn't around because I said I thought the Rams, the Rams might be really yeah. bad too. But the Cardinals, I think, are the worst team in the league. They very well may be. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the Rams were gutted by injuries in 2022, posting one of the yes. worst records to ever come from a reigning Super Bowl champion. Yes. Uh, as Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald went down. Coach Sean McVay should have a more stable lineup this time around, but plenty of pieces from their title run are now gone. So I meant to mention that with Denver. So Football Outsiders does their advanced, whatever their injury metric was. And the Rams and Broncos were two of the most injured teams in the last 10 years. I mean, they both got crushed. Yeah. Denver, I think that's bound to go back to the mean, you know. Yeah. Where the Rams, are old. I mean, it's, it's Stafford Cup. 
you know, yeah. Don, I mean, I think Donald could have played some of those guys. Yeah, he could have played if it meant. Yeah, and the season was kind of shot, and some of those guys cashed out. No, not they cashed out; they just didn't. Told him there's no hey, reason to go back play. out yeah. there the last two weeks or whatever. But they're just so relying on five guys, and this isn't basketball. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. It's just a different roster build. Uh, the team the Steelers open the season with. The 49ers have been more injury-proof, at least under center, uh, with Kyle, or Kyle Shanahan in charge. After losing both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in 2022, San Francisco got veteran-level poise from seventh-round rookie Brock Purdy in route to NFC Championship appearance. Now Purdy is coming off his own serious injury, however, and it's anyone's guess who will open the season as Kyle Shanahan's new quarterback. So... The news, this is kind of like the Javante Williams conversation, though, is Purdy's going to start throwing soon. We're 100 days that's, out from the start of the season. Yeah, that's a long way from dealing with Cam Hayward on the road. You yeah. know what I mean? And throwing. If you remember when Ben Roethlisberger was coming off of his elbow yeah. situation, you can remember the first, the first videos of him throwing came up pre-OTAs. Okay. And when he was having workouts on yeah. his own. And then they kind of, you know, worked him up to it, and he was throwing fully, in a, you know, at, at minicamp and things of that mm-hmm. nature. This guy's not even through throwing a football yet. He's not, yeah. not going to be ready for the start of the season. I can't believe he will. And would you play him any preseason snaps if he was ready? I think no. And I don't think he plays one snap of preseason. Yeah. So is his first snap since injury going to be opening day here? With T.J. Watt and yeah, Alex I mean, I don't Smith like and Cam Hayward bearing down on him. Right. Their offensive line is not good. It's not good. His arm was bad to begin with. Yeah, he didn't have a great thing. arm. I mean, def- he's not super reliant on it, yeah. but it's a bad arm. Um, and this time of year is so funny to me. You know, Javante Williams is on track, or he's doing, you know, Purdy's throwing. That means he might be throwing a tennis ball 10 yards to yeah. his, his buddy or a Nerf ball. I mean – it, or soft, soft tossing a real football. You know, like, it's a long way from NFL throws and NFL stuff. You know, like, I wonder what Matthew Stafford's doing right now. Is he throwing or anything? Yeah, I mean, this time There's of year. There's no news about it. Yeah. Right, right. This time of year, people are always optimistic. But it's not usually how it goes. So, quick, who do you think their starter will be? I mean, none of us have a clue. I mean, I, I think, think it's almost 33% for all three I of I think them. it's going to be Trey Lance. I think it's going to be Darnold. But I'm totally guessing. I mean, I'm basically taking coin flips here. I think it's almost a 33% chance of all three of those guys. Yeah. I just think it's odd or telling that they grabbed Darnold like the second day free agency open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to cover their butts. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for – I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in, in this mm-hmm. Cody Benjamin piece. I mean, a lot of a lot of it's rehashing, but a lot of it's, you know, just as we were going through here, things we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. But all in one piece. That's cool. Of, yeah, kind of get a little... 100 different. days away thing is... 100 days away. ...eye-opening to me. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at it like, oh, I've got, got a vacation coming up, <laughs> you know, not much to talk about the next month and a half or so, but it's not how the league works. It's right around the corner. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait it one bit. I mean, we'll sit and talk NFL all the time, which of is course. what we do. Stop back we tomorrow. We do sit and talk. We will be, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, that is going to do it for our show today from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Uh, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You've been listening here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Hopefully we get all of our issues. Uh, I'm feeling good about it for tomorrow. 
Feeling good about it? Feeling good about it for tomorrow. We will have uh, some player interviews, things of that nature, some live player interviews. (laughs) We are hoping to do that. But uh, that's going to do it for our show today. Uh, So for CJ here on site, keeping us on the air, which, well, has been needed. Uh, (laughs) I'm Dale Challenge, yeah. Yeah. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.